Hi, I'm Alison Heilixer, American psychotherapist living in Hong Kong. And I'm Heather Thorkelson, Canadian business coach living in Sweden. On Rethink the Couch, we delve into the inner dialogues that expats most commonly grapple with. Our podcast explores the mysterious psychological layers of what it means to be someone living abroad in a culture not our own. Our experiences, narratives, challenges, and ultimately, identities. Let's get started. Today's podcast topic is Entitled Expats. Now, why are we talking about entitlement as expats? What is it that you see in your office as a therapist, Allison? So contrary, Heather, to so many people's beliefs, not all expats are wealthy. And in fact, many are not. But there are plenty who are entitled. And many people believe that expats are wealthy and therefore entitled. But I want to be very clear that most expats are not wealthy. And yet there are plenty who end up kind of taking on this sense of entitlement. Now, why might this be, right? Why, why is it that the experience of being an expat might encourage entitlement? And it certainly doesn't excuse it. I just want to be clear about that. But why might it encourage it? So both, I think, adults and kids living abroad are at high risk for entitlement. So if we look at the world pre-pandemic, right, a lot of times when you're living abroad, you are able to travel, right, at least to your home country. Um, and for some people, that may be actually a new experience altogether, altogether. So in other words, if you live in your home country, you know, you're less likely to necessarily leave and, and travel. But if you're living as a foreigner in a foreign land, you may feel that you're more likely to kind of, you know, take on the expense of travel. And that can make you feel, right, that you're kind of more... Uh, you're more kind of exposed to different experiences than your counterparts at home. Now, during the pandemic, um, people have had to actually wrestle, you know, when they're living as expats with participating in local efforts. So for example, right, if you're living in a country um, during, you know, the time of the pandemic where there are a lot of collective efforts to try to control the virus, if you're coming from an individualistic society, you may have to wrestle with the idea that you are encouraged or even sometimes forced to participate in local collective efforts. And so you may feel a sense of entitlement that you don't want to do that or that you don't have to. Um, also, another thing that I see, and this is really an important factor, I think, in encouraging the entitlement that I see is that so many people, you know, they live abroad and, and somehow they feel like all their defenses are down and they're more likely to engage in behavior that they wouldn't in their home country. So whether it's, you know, abusing alcohol or drugs or, you know, being with prostitutes or having different affairs, they often feel that they don't have friends or family or their normal sense of community to help regulate behavior. And often, expats see their experiences of living abroad as being time limited. So I often see this mindset of, you know, when when in Rome, right? So when they're living abroad, why not kind of do these things? Why not go a bit wild? And then they tend to trick themselves thinking that once they go back to their home country, they'll return to their baseline pre-experience of being an expat. 
Also, sometimes I see people who have a total disinterest in local laws or customs in the country where they're living abroad. And it sometimes allows expats to feel like they're entitled and that they're able to kind of go about their lives as they wish and not have to actually respect the, the local laws. Um, so that's a big one. And then finally, you know, even though I mentioned that a lot of expats are not wealthy, there are some expats who are, who are obviously, you know, paid more than they would be in their home country or even the different tax structure while living abroad allows them to gain more income. And therefore, they're able to kind of spend more freely. And so some people, you know, I see that they come to different countries thinking that they're going to be able to save so much because taxes are lower or because their salary is higher. And a lot of people, because of the sense of entitlement, end up actually going into huge amounts of debt. Of debt. Now, as a therapist specifically, I also see a lot of expats who are not able to emotionally regulate. In other words, they really have this inability to manage their emotional responses. And you and I both know, Heather, when you're living as an expat, right? There's no shortage of huge emotional responses to things, both good and challenging. And so if we see expats who are paid, you know, much better than they're used to, or they're exposed to the possibility of just kind of being able to engage in bad or risky behavior, they sometimes do. And it's often because there are these big emotions underneath, like, you know, loneliness or sadness or anger or a sense of grandiosity. And so this sometimes just encourages big time, you know, a sense of entitlement. Now, one thing I'm, I've been wondering, Heather, is that you work with expats around the world um, doing coaching. And I'm wondering whether you've noticed, you know, any sense of entitlement with people you've been exposed to in different communities around the world, whether it be clients or other expat entrepreneurs. And also a second question is whether you notice the sense of entitlement with the expats living nearby in Sweden. Hmm, really good questions. Um, you know, I've been really fortunate in the sense that even though I do have clients literally all over the world, and a lot of them are either short-term or long-term expats, um, I haven't noticed much of a sense of entitlement in the people I work directly with. And I think that's partially because they tend to be people who are really self-aware. Um, that's just the kind of people that I work with. And so if they do sort of get those sense of entitlement, that sense of entitlement come up, they kind of check themselves, like they call themselves out on it, or we talk it, talk it through, because even though I'm a business coach, I'm also a life coach, um, a certified life coach. So that comes into play sometimes. So I don't really experience it directly with my clients, but I certainly see it in other expat entrepreneurs um, who, you know, sort of expect to be at the front of the line all the time because they're not from the place that they're in. Um, and then in Sweden with other expats, I, you know, especially because of pandemic times, I'm not meeting up with many people, but I'm certainly in a lot of online groups that have other expats in Sweden and elsewhere. And there's lots of, I mean, anyone who's in any of these groups will know what I mean. Lots of this complaining as though, you know, things back home run so much better and why are things worse here and that kind of thing, you know? So it's sort of this, it's not, I wouldn't say it's as much entitlement as it is this feeling of sort of, um, comparison and a little bit of superiority, which I don't think is helpful at all, to be honest. Um, there's always good and bad things about everywhere that you go. 
But also what I wanted to mention is that one of the challenging things that I've seen over the years in all the different places that I've lived is that entitlement is often fostered by the people in the place that you're in making you feel like you're some kind of superhero. You know, certainly when I lived in Costa Rica in the 90s as a, as a, as a teenager, my father was a well-to-do white pilot from Canada and everybody in our sphere treated him like he was something very special. And I think that that kind of thing really goes to your head after a while. You know, I mean, certainly when I lived in Asia before, there, there's the politeness of the people there. And they were always like, oh, you're like, you know, you're, I always got, your eyes are so big and your smile is so like big and beautiful. And cause I look different from the people there. Right. And so I, the people were always commenting on the way I looked and giving me lots of compliments and saying, I lived in Japan for a while and I spoke a little bit of Japanese, not very much, but they always profusely, because it's a cultural thing, you know, they'd always say, oh, your Japanese is amazing. Even though I knew it wasn't, but you, you start to you really have to kind of keep that in check, right? Like just because you're sort of being exalted by be because you're different, because you're not from there, it doesn't mean that you're actually better or whatever, right? It's just the, that sort of cultural interaction. And I think that it's very, very, very easy for those things to go to people's heads and for them to then take advantage of it or even just start to lose perspective. Because as you mentioned earlier, Alison, when you're outside of your normal world where you have these social checks and balances, it's easy to kind of go astray. You know, you, those checks and balances are really, really important. And I've certainly seen where expats have gone abroad and then come home. And when they get back home, everyone back home is like, you need to take it down a notch, you know, like you're acting like you're really something special and you're not. So I've, I've also seen people's entitlement from coming home get put into check really quickly. Yes, absolutely. And I and I see that as well, Heather, you know, when I, you know, am working with people, you know, in person or, or, or virtually, you know, in in a place like Hong Kong, and then they will repatriate to their home countries, or they'll have another expat assignment. And, you know, often they, they do have to kind of Gain a, gain a sense of reality pretty quickly. And a very interesting point when you mention about, you know, maybe the local culture kind of exalting people. And what I find is sometimes expats kind of assume that as the truth. So they just sort of stick with the superficial interaction, whereas, you know, people are people. And so there's not always such an acceptance of people coming in and, and just sort of, you know, pretending that they're better than the local culture, that even if there are social graces, you know, people, again, are still people and do value respect and do value kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise once again today, Allison. I'm sure if there's anyone listening who has either struggled with these strange feelings of entitlement or has a spouse or someone they're connected to who's who's experiencing something like that and wants to talk to someone, I know that you're a perfect person to speak to. So I hope that none of our listeners would hesitate to reach out. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. If you have any comments, of course, please do go to the Rethink the Couch Facebook page and leave us a comment. We always want to know what you think. And we look forward to sharing some thoughts with you on the next episode. Whether you're an expat, a couple living abroad, digital nomad, or were raised as a third culture kid, now in adult clothing, 
I offer a non-formulaic approach to therapy. Doing therapy for so many years has taught me that people are way too complex to fit into formulas or anything rigid. You want to hear more? Then head over to RethinkTheCouch.com to learn more about how we can work together.